Welcome to episode number 120 of the Towel Lake Podcast. This is Casey. Oof, 120. This is Chris. Yeah, it's a, it's a momentous occasion. <laughs> uh, so guys, yeah, let's get into this. We've got some Marvel news at the top. Uh, Avengers Endgame's runtime has come in at three hours. Uh, they're even thinking about doing an intermission in there, which... You know, there's been movies that have been three hours before that didn't have intermissions, like Braveheart or Avatar, maybe. I can't remember. It was close to it. Point is, I don't need an intermission. I will sit there for that long. Um, but what do you uh, what do you take on that? I'd take an intermission, man. I remember when I was a kid, I went to see Rescuers Down Under, and they did this this pre pre like pre movie to it, and then they gave you an, an intermission where they actually put the words up on the screen and, and then he came back and watched the movie. So this is a movie where people aren't going to want to miss even one second of it. Um, and it's not just, it's over three hours. So, yeah. And they say like, this is exactly what we wanted. There's no way we could have done it any less. I, for one say, yeah, I also think it's a good point for the movie theaters to make money too. I mean, if you have an intermission, you can go down buy another thing of beer, set to go for the the next half of that movie. Rock out now, especially especially with drinking in the movie theaters now. Yeah, and yours, unfortunately, not in mine, but yes, yes, it's strange, strange, strange things. Um, Let's go to the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, well, hey, whatever, three hours or more, I'll take it. Intermission or not, I'll take it. I just oh, yeah. want to see the movie. Um, speaking of seeing the movie, we did get to see some updated costumes of the original Avengers team, um, which is kind of curious. I mean, Thor's outfit's pretty much the same, but everyone else has like updates to it. So it's going to be, uh, you know, what, what did you think of this? Because there's one thing in particular I wanted to talk about, which is Hulk. But what do, what do you think? Um. News, not news. You know, uh, I just will be getting a look at them through toys and Lego figures and all that fun stuff anyhow. So it's just it's just a marketing thing anyhow for me, you know. It's like, that's what I think about it. So, yes. I Actually, I thought it looked like really crappy, crappily made poster, to be honest with you. It looked kind of shitty, but... The bigger thing is that this Hulk looks like the most Mark Ruffalo out of all of them. And this, to me, looks like Dr. Banner Hulk. Like, this is him. He ain't... Bruce ain't coming back. <laughs> this is Smart Hulk. Right. That's what I was going to say. It's like MCU's version of Smart Hulk. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I think. So, we'll see. But, um, all right. Can you take this one? Because I... Just briefly read it. Yeah, so Marvel and Hulu have announced their uh, their upcoming project, their plethora of shows they're throwing at us. Um, now, when you want to talk about it, it's all connected. Maybe this is what they were talking about. Uh, but um, we're getting four four animated shows, uh, MODOK, Howard the Duck, Tiger and Dazzler, and Hitmonkey. And eventually they'll all team up a la Defenders, but this time it's called The Offenders. Huh. Okay. 
Um, that's interesting. It's really also kind of funny that like James Gunn always wanted to do a hit monkey uh, movie <laughs> or cartoon. Yeah. And now he's gone. So that's sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a, Hey, <laughs> what we're doing now here. Jerks. Um, anyways, uh, Pat Oswald will pr- produce the Modoc series. Uh, Kevin Smith will produce Howard's the Duck. And then uh, Chelsea Handler is actually producing the Tiger and Dazzler show, which is going to be a late night talk show uh, homage or whatever. And then uh, Hitmonkey just, you know, <laughs> it's just going to be pretty insane, I hope. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. So huh. this is this is neat. This is uh, this is a really cool out of left field thing, and um, looking forward to it. It's a good it's a good first draw to Disney's acquisition of Hulu. Yeah, I like that. They also did announce um, that they're open to doing uh, the other shows, Daredevil and the other ones. Yeah, I saw that today too. So that's that's cool. So we'll see. Not to say that it's uh, going to happen, but they said that they are open to the idea of it happening. News, not news. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, let's move on to DC News. Uh, Aquaman's uh, release date digitally will be on March 5th, while the disc will be coming out on uh, March 26th. Yeah, that's cool. Um, actually, I took a look at what the Steelbook is at, over at Best Buy. Uh, it's going to be like comic art. I forgot. I don't know who's doing it. Uh, it's not It's not like uh, Jim Lee art on the Justice League one, but um, it's cool. Not cool enough to pay 35 bucks for, but uh, there you have it. You got some choices out there if you want to go buy some physical media. That's right. I will just get it digitally with you, probably. That's right. That's right. Uh, we've uh, we've life hacked that. Yeah, <laughs> life hacked owning movies. That's, That's it. Um, but in all their Aquaman news, uh, the same people who wrote it before, um, David Leslie Johnson, is going to pen part two. So uh, that does not surprise me. So, <laughs> but the bigger news is that the trench is getting its own movie. Um, oh, I did want to say, sorry, that David Leslie Johnson guy, he also wrote Conjuring 2, I believe. So, like, he's a horror director for the most part, just like, or a uh, writer, just like okay. James Wan is a horror director for the most part. So, and now you know that their head of DC content is a horror guy as well uh, from Warner Brothers. So, yep. this other piece of news with the trench. Uh, supposedly getting its own movie and being a horror-themed movie in that realm. It's just kind of interesting how DC's going that route. Well, this is this is a no-brainer in a way because they've been looking for an in for Justice League Dark. Uh, they have a lot of cool things they can do with the, with the more horror side. Uh, so... I, I love it. I mean, you got James Wan. He's he's helping produce Swamp Thing on DC Universe. You know stuff like that. So it's 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 keeping it all in 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 his family. You know, and and bringing people on board and doing good stuff. I'm not sure how a trench movie will work, but um, at this point, I'll watch it. 
Yeah, um, I, I'll watch it too because of what they did as a team. But it was funny; someone pointed out online. They're like, "Why don't we learn the story of how um, what's his what's her name, Atl- Atlanta? What's her name? His mother? Yeah, yeah. Like how she, you, you know, became like a predator and like has the skin of one of those trench people. Like, let's find out that story: how she's exiled. And then lives inside the trench. And I was like, you know what? I would watch that movie. <laughs> I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that is the movie. Um, Nicole Kidman. Why not? Why not? I mean, I was thinking about it. How do you have a narrative to that? Um, it's like, it would be just how they fell and became this, this, this species, you know, mm-hmm. eventually just through being isolated and getting weird. Uh, so, I mean, that's cool. But, yeah, I would much rather see the Nicole Kidman story. Hmm. Yeah, me too. But either way, we're going to yeah. Yeah, we we'll be in that theater. We'll be there. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, Justice League versus the uh, Fatal Five also is getting released on digital on 330 and then on disc on 416. Um, trailer looks really good. I like that it's, what is it, Bruce Timm? Like he's yeah. doing the animation, like uh, yeah, I'm glad that it's not the the new Fifty Two Justice League, and that we're kind of getting uh, its own offshoot. Yeah, I think it's time for them to get some rebirth action going on their <laughs> animated series side. Like, why are we still looking at these new Fifty Two characters? Right. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know, but this movie looks amazing. You still need to watch Justice League. Make it happen. Wait, I still need to watch what? The Justice League animated series. Oh, the animated series. Yes, yeah, because yeah, they show up in there, right? That's just it's the world it's set in. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's that. It's that uh, animation. It's Bruce Timm. It's, it's the voices. You know, it's great. Um, yeah, it's you're. I'm so happy you haven't watched that yet. It's such a treat. Hey man, I'm catching up. No, I'm just saying um, you have yeah. you have great things ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, let me let me get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Batwoman has cast uh, Rachel Scarston, who was Dinah Lance in the Birds of Prey TV show. Uh, she is cast as Red Alice. Um, even though I read Batwoman a little bit, I don't even know who this character is. She's. She's apparently one of her main antagonists. I don't know. I've never really read much Batwoman uh, outside of Detective Comics. Yeah. Uh, but this is cool. Uh, you know, people have played other DC characters in the past, coming back to play another one. You know, there's, you know, we got Lex, Lex Luthor over on Supergirl now with, uh, I don't even know his name, but Lenny Luthor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then on Super, still on Supergirl, you got um, Supergirl, Supergirl's mother's Supergirl. So, very cool. Keep it in the family. Yeah. yeah. Keep it in the... D- I guess once you're a DC person, you're a DC person for life. <laughs> <laughs> you're locked in. Um, Red Alice is... Um, Alice. It's an Alice in Wonderland yeah. spinoff, you know, Mad Hatter-esque. Yeah. Uh, so, that'll be cool. Creepside, I'm sure. And I'm really looking forward to this show. Yeah, me too. Um, and then Doom Patrol comes out this week. Uh, yes. Friday. Uh, so it is getting good reviews so far, and people are calling it weird. 
Uh, I expect no less. Yeah. I mean, it it says that it exceeds expectations um, and it's aimed for adults, which obviously so was, uh, what you call it? So was Titans. Titans, So yeah, they, 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 they told us that right off the bat. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But people did say that so far it uh, is better than Titans. And there's a lot of nudity in it, which I did not expect for that. So, Doom Patrol, hard R. <laughs> it's, been a, it's, it's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> nudity in, in DC. <laughs> well, you're, you're going to get it, buddy. <laughs> it's happening. Um, in the meantime, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. There the bug is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now! All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? We are back after those commercials, and we got a chunky second half, so let's, let's go through this thing. Chunky. <laughs> First things first, in comic book news, um, DFAT Comics, <gasps> our comics, our uh, publishing end arm, publishing arm, I guess, is going to be releasing, uh, or at least kickstarting its second comic, which is called In Fairy. Uh, it's written by me, Casey, and Ruben Romero from Think Like Productions. Um, you know him from the agency and Three Swords. Uh, he's done a lot of good stuff in his comic book life and, um, we're teaming he's been up on our show. Yeah. We, he's been on the show before on uh, rebels episodes and we've done an interview with him, but longtime friend of the, of don't forget a towel. And, um, the, the Kickstarter launches on March 15th and it will run for a month and we'll be sure to be promoting it a lot before then. But if you want to sneak peek, you can go to the website now take a look at it okay so also in comic book news uh hellboy is getting its own line of craft beers of course it is yep uh you know to follow up with what hellboy did with its uh cinnamon whiskey now they're getting i think six different craft beers wow one of them's a maple one uh which sounded pretty cool so 
it's to coincide with the 20, I think it's the 25th year of Hellboy. Which new, new movie comes out this year, all that stuff, huh? Yeah, I didn't realize. Huh. Yeah, 25th anniversary. I, I didn't realize it was that old. So, yeah, you know, with different uh, 90, cover 94? Huh? 94, huh? Yeah, more than 150 covers. Yeah, Seed of Destruction came out in 1994. Wow. So, so bananas. 25 years. All right, we added a little bit of book news here. Yeah. Stranger Things prequel novel, uh, novel <laughs> Darkness on the Edge of Town. It is a story that takes place in 1977 that uh, stars Hopper. So a um, little bit of an origin novel for him, which is curious. I wonder if they were going to make it more weird or not, but it's uh, it takes place in New York City in 1977. Um before he moves to Hawkins or back to Hawkins. So we will, uh, I don't know. We'll have to take a, take a look at it. comes out on 4th of July. Yeah. I have no idea what to think about that. I think if I read good reviews, I'll probably read it. <laughs> That's what I go. think. There you go. All right. Let's get into TV slash streaming news. <laughs> We're going to change this because it's, we are. It's mostly streaming, you know. Yeah, this is this is this is the this is the revolution here. We're this is our life. Cord cutters feeding it. Um. So first, at Disney Plus, uh, there's supposed to be a Muppets reboot with Josh Gad. Do you know? Because you wrote that one. Do you know if it's a TV show or a no? It's a reboot series. Okay, I just googled it. Um. It will be called Muppets Live Another Day. <laughs> okay. So another series. You know what? I felt bad when their show got canceled. Yeah. That was uh, that, that was good. Yeah. So, I mean, the Muppets are an extremely profitable uh, property. In Disney, they don't bail on their properties for the most part. So... It does not surprise me that uh, the Muppets are getting rebooted, and Josh Gad has been in the in the Disney family for a while now. So, I'll check it out. I think that first Muppet movie is genius. I just didn't see the second one because I heard it wasn't as good. The first <laughs> one I really, really loved it. Um, and then uh, Bob Iger uh, officially said that FX will be able to produce adult content uh, for Disney through Hulu. So. If you're looking for some rated R stuff from the Disney camp, it's going to be coming out of FX via Hulu. So um, that kind of, again, uh, goes back to what we said at the top of the cast about how we might be seeing Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones and all those guys on Hulu in their current state, in their rated R state. It will go through that. So... um, Again, you know what I also think? Now, I'm sorry, guys. I'm triggered right now. Last week, we talked about how Legion's done in season three. I wonder if it's done because Disney took over. Yeah. You think so? And they were just like, because we didn't talk about it last week, but were they just like, eh, we're going to own X-Men now. We don't want to do this weird fucking show. Sorry. No. I, <laughs> I mean, 
yes and no with that. Um, maybe they just didn't want to take it much farther than season three. You know, I like we 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 kind of, we talked about this last week. Um, but if you're willing to hold on to a property like Deadpool and people like Legion, then there was no reason to get rid of it. So I just feel like I feel like nobody wants to. Maybe he didn't want to mess around with. Maybe he didn't want to mess around with Disney. You know what I mean? I That's think. Yes, that could be it. But I mean, Legion's fans and Deadpool fans are. That's com- that's apples and oranges almost. But all- that's, not what, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying because they're the same. I'm saying because it's still popular. So it's like if Disney was like, we're getting rid of Deadpool, people are like, why? You know, it's just. No, it's but that's what I'm saying. Like, you're Deadpool's asking the same question. popularity is on a different level than Legion's popularity. However you want to approach it, man. We could walk out this door. Everybody would know Deadpool. I'd say one person might know Legion. Well. That's their fault. Well, is it though? The show's effing weird, man. You don't watch it anymore. It I don't. Doesn't, it doesn't. We're huge matter. comic book fans, right? Exactly. It's not that I. It's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just it's an undertaking. It's an adult undertaking. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it does require more uh, thoughtful people to watch those kind of things. Yeah. Um. Netflix news. It looks like Jupiter's Legacy over on Netflix is going to heat up. This is a Mark Millar property. Um, finally, we're getting some news on this because we've been kind of waiting to find out what's been happening with uh, some of the bigger things over at Netflix with, with Millar World, you know, outside of like the comic books that are coming out and. We know that like Reborn is supposed to happen. Uh, we announced that with, um, what's her name, Sandra Bullock, possibly attached. But now, actually, we have a full show list. Sorry, Chris, I just looked this up. Stephen S. DeKnight, former Daredevil showrunner. Are you apologizing to me? Because <laughs> I didn't, I just looked it up. So he's, no, I uh, have the link I just sent you. That's the whole thing. Oh, it does? I don't yeah. know. Okay. I updated. I updated it since I put Lady Liberty down because I was like, I'm not going to write all this. This is a huge official announcement. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm not going to write some of these people down because I don't know them. All I do care about is Stephen S. Tonight oh, yeah. is the showrunner with Josh Duhamel or whatever, and Leslie Bibb are starring. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. It was just like finally, Stephen. Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Steven Esther Knight. Yeah, Esther Knight has some work that he he can go all out on. You know, it's every time it seems like they just like they just like temper or just hold him back from doing something that he should be doing. It was like the same thing with Nemesis. Nobody wanted to make Nemesis in, for theaters; it was too risky. And then he was also attached to the Daredevil. Remember that? And it was like, and he did it right. He was the he was the showrunner. He was the right. first one. Yeah, and then and then he wasn't anymore, right? Well, so here's the thing. That's Stephen S. Denight, who's from Spartacus. If you guys don't mm-hmm. know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, he was the showrunner on Daredevil for the first season, which obviously is amazing. Then I believe he d- he went and took that Pacific Rim job. <laughs> 
And I think like, <laughs> that is the uh, Where- Axel Braun version of the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Where was that in the Pacific? Uh. Yeah. Um, so he took that gig. And then recently, within the last couple months, we did make an announcement on a f- other podcast where he signed, a, I think, a five-year deal with Netflix to produce yeah. content. So this apparently is the result of that deal. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> right, and with a full cast, which means it's probably written, which means it's probably getting ready to shoot soon, which means I need to read those comics immediately. I have them all. I mean, I'm literally sitting on all of them. I just need to actually read them now. So that's exciting. That, that gets me very pumped. Um, as you guys know, Mark Millar is my favorite writer. So that's cool. I mean, it just, it just is good for them to keep moving forward like this. They got so much slack from the, the Marvel deal and the whole them canceling the shows. I mean, it, it kind of annoys me that I still see articles out there like, oh, well, Punisher and Jessica Jones still not, might not get canceled. Duh, duh, duh. I'm sorry. Stop writing these stupid, these stupid articles. I mean, they, they have no place in, in any kind of like in, in the news world. We know that, you know, Netflix can easily recover from this by making better content a la this, this whole Millar world. So now we've got, we have these huge announcements one after another. This is great. I mean, it's yep. not going to stop. And this is how they, they need to come out of swinging. I mean, people want to criticize them for the Netflix th- or for the Marvel thing. Fine. But this is, if people really even understood what this was about, they would, they'd be much happier. Uh, agreed. Moving on to regular television. People still watch this. Uh, Chad Michael Murray is joining the cast of Riverdale as Edgar Evernever. Um, I don't know who that character is. I know who Chad Michael Murray is, who's cool. <laughs> but, um... CW cool. <laughs> he's a new age health guru. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say about that? Nope, nope, just, okay. you know, moving on. Generations here, generations of, of drama shows and actors and actresses. But within the Archie world, um, some of their properties from uh, the Dark Circle imprint is getting turned into TV shows as well as some film projects. So the big announcement with that is it's the, I guess, the dark side of Archie. They're the rated R. Um, kind of they're not archie like it's just under archie comics owns it it started in 1978 it went away for a while it got rebooted again in 2015 and in 2015 it's been kind of going on since then but um it's a lot of like what you think of like 1940s characters just updated to now so think a la the shadow or something like that um and they're going to take some of those people and bring them on to television. So it's, I don't know, it's a good time to be Archie Comics, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited to see more Archie-ness in the mainstream and uh, find out what Dark Circle's all about probably pretty soon. Um, so in a show that we initially thought was going to be stupid and had no desire to watch, 
makes me now really excited for it. Uh, Pennyworth is supposed to be unhinged, R-rated, and it takes place in like kind of a gothic London, even though it's not. <laughs> Just like Gotham is like not Gotham. Right. Um, it's not the 70s, but it is the 70s with cell phones. It's <laughs> well, Batman's yeah. always been like that. It's the right. 40s. They do a really good the job with that. Technology is like out of control. It's always yeah. been like that. So, yeah, yeah Pennyworth is possibly going to be battling the descendants of Jack the Ripper and other gothic villains. <laughs> so, it sounds like Penny Dreadful meets Gotham, which I'm is, in. Yeah. Yeah. Already in. <laughs> I love I love the fact that there that Gotham is already R rated. I know. They, they do better things than most R rated movies do, and it's like at eight o'clock on Fox, you know, yeah. it makes no sense to me. Um and it's why it's so addicting, I think. <laughs> I guess they're adding the only thing I can think is they're adding nudity, because what else could you do? You have people it literally explode, heads chopped off. Yeah. You know, eyes stabbed. Like, what could you do that's other than swearing and nudity? There is nothing that makes Gotham not R-rated. It's out of control. Yeah. So, yay, Pennyworth. Um, there was uh, something called the TCAs where they showed off of sizzle reel. And within that sizzle reel, um, you got the first look at Batman in the Gotham series finale. Um, it was also confirmed that David Mazuz, who plays Bruce Wayne, he will be in the suit. He'll be voicing Batman. You will see his face, but it's going to be a different actor for the behind the scenes shot. Who's six, four, because obviously yeah. that kid is like small. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever camera tricks you want. It still doesn't make sense when I watch Gotham. Um, yeah. It, when it, does Gotham ever made sense? It, exactly. No, no. Their their camera Just tricks. Stop. They they their camera tricks. They think they're so tricky, and then you see how like how short Selena is compared to people, yeah. and then it's like she's almost as tall as he is in some shots. It's oh, just yeah. like you guys are ridiculous. And I was reading that. I was like, it will be a different person. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's just uh... it still looks like a kid, yeah, but they're does. making they it just. Like I, I don't care because I like the show, but it still doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> it's just hey. like, okay, I'm not. I don't know how this kid learned how to be a ninja with just hanging out with Alfred. He, this Alfred, must be that much of a badass. I'm watching this Alfred. Show. Is a I am you watching that. He's my favorite Alfred, and I never thought I would say that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, who does he really have to go up against? But um, One you know what? Be where the Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, it's a, that's it. It's the same guy. That's the same guy. So uh, it's that Alfred. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah whatever, whatever this is, that's that's my yeah. Alfred. Hey man, I'm pumped. Uh, Denai Guerrera, she is leaving The Walking Dead. Michonne. <laughs> now here's the thing. She's leaving it. I didn't watch The Walking Dead. I haven't watched it. I don't know how Rick left. I would not be surprised if she does the same thing. Yeah, and just joins him or joins her own set of movies or t- like mini movies, like um, Andrew Lincoln's doing with Rick. So when I read this, I yeah. kind of thought of it as a non-news story. 
Yeah, it's either you die and you're never coming back, or yes, you're doing a Rick, um, a Rick roll. You're getting Rick rolled back in. Um, no, who else left? Uh, Maggie. Maggie, yeah. So, I don't know. Are these people just leading, leading? They're just going off into the sunset? All of them? Like, I'm, I just don't know I, because they don't watch it. I don't, exactly. You don't watch it. You probably want to watch it. I don't want to. I don't even care anymore. So, it's it's just... These people, like these people leaving, it's just, it's just, it's however long the show wants to go on, and then there'll just be new characters all the time. You know what I mean? So, whatever. I'm just not interested anymore. She had a good run. Did it? She did. I oh like yeah, Sean. Yeah, I did too. Um. Okay. So. In oh, finally, sorry. In uh, other streaming news, um, Shutter. Starts production on a creep show television show. Um, <laughs> creep show is a fantastic movie. Creep show two is a good movie um, anthology series that was started by George Romero and Stephen King. Uh, this new uh, creep show will take in depth stories from Joe Hill uh, as well as probably Stephen King and some other like modern horror people, but. I'm pumped, and I'll tell you what, I had Shudder, I did a 30-day trial, um, Fright Rags was giving away, if you guys don't know Fright Rags, a uh, great horror t-shirt company, um, they were doing a 30-day trial of Shudder, it was cool, and I almost, I was just like, I don't need another streaming service that's specifically for horror right now, but they're doing Creep Show. And they've got some other original movies that are going to be coming out. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head that I was like, huh. And I've heard there's like, oh, there's a documentary as well. Um, like a horror documentary that's supposed to be really good. Like, I don't know. So it just, it sounds like Shudder is uh, really trying to make a name for themselves and making it worth the money. I think it's only 7 or $8 a month. So, oh, that's right. They're going to do a new series uh, that explains uh, cursed film sets. So like oh, The Exorcist cool. and uh, stuff like that. Omen movies where Amityville, where like a lot of the actors have died on these sets. Poltergeist, that whole thing. All those people are plagued in the poltergeist. Crazy. Okay, uh, moving on to stage, apparently. <laughs> Disney... Hercules uh, is getting the musical treatment and it's coming out uh, this summer. Yeah. Yeah. The original songs and some new ones. Yeah. Alan Menken is back okay. to yeah. write some new songs, just like he did with uh, Beauty and the Beast when that got rebooted or remade last year or whatever. So, um, you know, I like Hercules, so I'm fine with this. Like, you know, if that's what you're into. I actually just got an email today about uh, Percy Jackson, the lightning thief, uh, getting a stage adaptation uh, in my local theater. And I was like, you know what? I might. Uh, that is cool. I actually might check that out. I, I, I'm should. curious to see what that's all about. A local production doing Percy Jackson. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's go into movie news. Chris, you want to take over? I'm sick of talking. (laughs) I've been waiting. I've been just like waiting to pounce at the chance to talk. (laughs) 
<laughs> Go ahead. All right, buddy. Let's do this. Uh, we got some movie news. The upcoming Terminator uh, film with James Cameron Beck. Uh, what is he doing? He's producing this one, right? Producing writing. Yeah. So that's cool. Back back in the saddle, it, where you should be. Um, and that makes me more excited for this movie. So it's got a working title right now. It's called Dark Fate. Okay. Yeah. That means nothing to me. It sounds like Terminator franchise. And, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Titles like, <laughs> what, other than, other the trailer? than Star Wars, titles mean nothing. <laughs> right. Especially if you say it's a working title. We haven't really decided yet. Yeah. I mean, Space Panda. That's all I say. This come out this, does this come out this year? Space Panda? Yeah, no. it does. Yeah, no, Space Panda does, but doesn't quote-unquote Dark Fate come out this year? Yes. Yeah, oh. Arnold, um, he was talking about the new Conan comic from Jason Aaron, and he talked about uh, how King Conan was supposed to come out. They had an insane script. No one wanted to put money into Conan. They don't think it's a viable property. And he said, well, at least I have Terminator uh, that I'll be in. So, yeah. Cool. I, um, I would hope he'd show up somehow. Yeah, of course. And they just make it work every time. So we don't care. We don't right, care. All right. Uh, speaking of James Cameron, uh, we do have uh, some news from Avatar. Uh so apparently all the sequels will be standalone movies. How do you feel about that? I think that's a smart idea. I actually yeah. really like it because I know the second one takes place underwater. So everything's in Pandora, but Pandora is a big world or even if it's a planet. Cause like it always really like, it's kind of weird when you think about star Wars, Hoth is an ice planet. Jakku is a desert planet. Yeah. Uh, Endor is a jungle planet where it's like us here on one earth, we have every sort of thing there. You know what I mean? So like, uh-huh. it makes sense that Pandora has a planet like of different climates and, and people and blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, apparently Eddie Falco is Edie Falco. Sorry. Edie Falco. Sorry. Edie Falco. Yeah. It will be playing General Ardmore. So I don't know who these people are. I know there's been some other castings, uh, but yeah, I think it's kind of exciting to think about it as a a world, like you said. Um, and eventually, maybe it all just comes together as one big like battle for the planet type. I of, think that's what it is because she's playing one of those. I don't remember what the group is called again, but she plays one of those military people. Okay. Uh, she was from The Sopranos and Nurse, I, Nurse Jackie Falco. She's great. Good actress. Awesome. Awesome. Do you even want to say this next thing? Because it's like not news. It's up to you. The World War Z sequel is officially on hold. Moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of sequels that I really care about, uh, Halloween will be, uh, it's going to be written by Scott Teams, the sequel. Halloween 2. Halloween again, Halloween returns. I'm not sure yet. Maybe it will just be called Halloween. <laughs> it probably will. That's what, what they I mean. should call everyone. Just call it Halloween. 
what's really funny is like there you know how there's like that new shaft that's coming out <laughs> yeah. and it's called shaft yeah and i'm like exactly. couldn't you just said shaft again or <laughs> shaft kid or no. shaft family values <laughs> <laughs> but anyway great shaft and a fool yeah uh halloween sequel does not surprise me <laughs> um i'm glad for that glad to see it i like the first one Actually, I just got my NECA figure, and I was like, I gotta watch this movie again. Yeah, so I do. Good. I do too. I gotta show my wife. So yeah, I have to not show my wife. <laughs> no, do we have that? Do we own that movie? No, no. I took no. I got it on Amazon because I had gift cards. Oh, and they didn't I had have the voodoo code, huh? No, I had we, like we voodoo guys. I know. That's what no. we do here. Uh, we do the voodoo like you do. That's something that we could say. <laughs> Stamping All right, what's... it. Stamping it. Uh, Kingsman, the great game has picked up a couple, a uh, couple new names, uh, specifically Aaron Taylor Johnson, who you know is kick-ass. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he'll be in another non, I guess not really a, it's not really a Malar property, but it is. Well, um, it is a Malar property. Do they do the great game as, uh, do they do this as a comic? The se- the no, prequel? they haven't. They only, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's yeah. still based off the characters. Created right, by right, Mark right, right. Malar. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Within, within the creation realm of yeah. Mark Malar. Yeah. Um, and also Gemma Archerton. Arch Archerton. Oh my God, do I have such a crush on that woman yes i'm excited so this prequel that's going to be taking place in the 40s or something like that or the... uh that or the 60s because i think we might see a young harry mm. mm-hmm. yeah i think it's in the 60s so more uh austin power <laughs> this is actually a prequel of austin powers you didn't read <laughs> it's a it's a team-up movie yeah i think it is i think they're really expanding that franchise that's where Austin Powers got his training. That's what well, I actually, I want to say no. Never mind. It's Fox. Okay, never mind. I was <laughs> going to say I thought that was a new line, but it's not. It's Fox. All right. <laughs> Too bad. Go go on. Ah, <laughs> uh, do we have to talk about this? Yeah. All right. Well, we got the first trailer for the Child Play reboot. Honestly, and... I think it's a good looking trailer. Yeah, it was a fine-looking trailer, but at the same time, it just reminded me, like, the only thing that could really maybe save that movie is if all those buddies come to life. Well, I think they will, but... All of them. I think, like, just, (laughs) if you didn't call it Child's Play, and you just called it My Buddy, and his name was Buddy, and it was like, okay, this is clearly Child's Play, but it's not... I would be better with it, Um, especially since we got news, you know, that Chucky is is coming, you know, is coming out to uh, sci-fi and they're actually calling it Chucky and Brad Dorif is coming back and Jennifer Tilly and Alex Vincent and Fiona Dorif and all the people who have been in the in the Chucky verse (laughs) are coming back onto that show. And uh, they said they want to make it really more horror-related. They want it to be more like one and two. Good. So the show, I'm excited about the movie. I still need to see this thing in action. And maybe they'll wait 
I don't know. Maybe that's the final trailer, but it is a good looking trailer. It just sucks that it's they're fucking over child's play. Yeah. It just it makes me angry. Cool. Guess what? What? Wicked is finally getting a movie adaptation. Cool. Yeah. Yep, comes out in twenty twenty one. So you wicked fans, you wizard of fan wizard of Ozites out there. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, Wicked is actually a really good musical. Yeah. So I I don't have anything against this. I'll definitely go see it. Um Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. It's it's just like it's about time, I guess. It's kind right? of weird it took this long. Like I'm surprised there isn't a Lion King live action <laughs> of the Broadway musical movie. Did you see what they did you see the news not news today about Nightmare Before Christmas live action remake? I was like, what does that even mean? Did you Don't read even it? I didn't read it. Okay. I know it's probably stupid and fake, but or it would never happen. Yeah. Fake? It's my friend, no, no, no. My friend sent it to me yesterday, and I didn't tell you because it's not news. But basically, it says, "Oh, Disney is making all these other things live action." I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Nightmare on Elm Street or Before Christmas one. Like that's it. Like it's a clickbait bullshit thing. Oh, good. And what I said, and I know you're listening to this, Tim Burton. Um, Damn right. I would watch a sequel where he has to go and save the other lands. Not just Christmas, like he has to go into Easterland and Valentine's Land, and I can't remember the other lands, but you know what I mean? Like, because the property is super viable, still super popular, makes tons of money every year. Like, it's still in Kingdom Hearts and uh, in Disney, like they in Hot Topic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. property makes money. Uh, Diamond Select Toys, like, so, you could do it. I, the fact that there hasn't been a sequel is actually kind of weird because they could have done it a long time ago. Well, it doesn't have to be claymation anymore. It's like, well, you, you it, could well, do it, it like claymation. It was still stop action, but well, stop. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, stop. But you don't have to do that anymore. It's Maybe like you it should, it should awesome. <laughs> but if you're gonna really, you know, if you're gonna push something out, you don't have to do that. It would be awesome. I think people but, would revolt if it wasn't. Eh, probably like if there's a way to CGI it to make it look like it's stop motion, if yeah. it's easier for them, then sure. But like when you see what Leica does with like Kubo and the two strings and stuff, and it's just yeah. like mind blowing, like to see what they could do with nightmare um, before Christmas. Now mm-hmm. that's what I would want to see for sure. Yeah. Probably doesn't take as long anymore either. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Might take longer. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go on. Uh, we finally got our a fuller look at Aladdin. I should say the fuller look at the genie, the blue genie. Um, and what did you think? Because horrible <laughs> looks like complete garbage. Mm. That's that's what most people are saying. I I don't know what else people wanted. They wanted a big animated genie with Will Smith's face on it. I. I don't know. Do you know the term uncanny valley? <laughs> yeah. So uncanny valley refers to something when your eyes can't 
perceive something as being real. Right. And that's what it is. Is like I don't expect Will Smith to be in blue makeup, like as a blue man group. I don't expect that. It's just with his head attached to someone else's weird Hulk body attached to a, you know, a CGI character. It's too much. It's too many things that don't look real that I'm like taken out of it. That's all. You know what I mean? Like if it was Will Smith's body, but like blued, like in a CGI form, it would be right. Like he's not that built. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not his body. So it's just like it's just his face. Like for me, like even seeing like Hela's uh, weird headpiece in Thor Ragnarok, like it's not it was CGI. I get taken out of it every time I look at that thing because it's clearly it's Kate Blanchett's head. Great, but it's she's not wearing that headpiece. That one is a little bit easier to digest than this. And that, but that's all it is, is that when your eyes can't perceive something as being even close to real, that's it. Now, CGI is probably not finalized on this movie. That's probably not his final form. Right. So for right now, I'm not going to, you know, crap on it. And the rest of what we saw looked amazing. Seeing the carpet there mm. animated, I was like, oh, shit, that's the carpet, you know? So I don't care. The genie mm-hmm. will probably be blue in like five minutes of the whole movie because most of the time he looks almost human. So, you know, once they're out of the cave of wonder and once I see the cave of wonder action sequence, phew, I'll forget about the genie. I won't even care. Yep. Haven't let us down yet. They're live action movies. Exactly. Uh, finally, in uh, movie news, uh, Paramount has confirmed that. Um, Eddie Murphy will be coming to America again. Yeah, you know, cool. <laughs> I haven't seen coming to America. I I couldn't even tell you the last time. So this to me was just like, I'd rather see uh, Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> because that is one of my favorite movie series with Eddie Murphy, especially and. You know, there was a long time saying that they were going to do a TV show with him, and maybe it was even Michael B. Jordan before he got too big, you know, as like his son, and blah, blah, blah. Like that to me was way more exciting than coming to America, too. But hey, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I guess so. 2020, guys. That's it. I right, get your tickets now. Oh man. All right. Uh what's next? Some uh Star Wars news. Uh Jedi Fallen Order will be out by holiday season. We're getting our third EA game since they pick up the license. And I mean we're talking five, six years. So no congratulations to EA for putting out a game since you guys have totally dropped the ball on this and been a horrible, horrible company uh, for Star Wars video games. So that's that's what I have to say about it. Actually, my my show notes, effing ridiculous, is actually what I wrote. So yeah. you know what? It's time for them to give it up because fail project after fail project. People making excuses. I get what we talk about every time about how it's it's an undertaking, but that comes from the top top down. 
if you don't have good leadership, especially from a crap ass company like EA, then you're not going to be putting out good content. So please, I will just give to somebody else, make me an X-Wing squadron game and let's just move on. I think that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with everything you said. Yep. I yeah, own Battlefront too. I played it for five minutes. I didn't play it enough for that single player mode. I can't even can get into it because I hate EA. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what the um, what people are into. Like if they even buy into the game. Uh, it takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope as like somebody who escaped Order 66. A Jedi, so you are going to use a lightsaber. If it wasn't EA, I would be extremely excited about this news. But as it were, it is, so we shall see. Yeah, it'll be you alone on a space station with Darth Vader hunting you throughout the whole thing. That's I would actually play that. It was like Alien Isolation. Exactly. I would, I would that. Exactly. That's the most I think that they're going to put in. <laughs> the biggest effort I can see happening. And so they can't, you know, they don't disturb canon at all. They don't have to worry about what if what if this mouse droid gets stepped on, you know, something like that. <laughs> can I take this next one? Yeah, of course. So Marvel has Star Wars comics, as well as IDW has more like children-based Star Wars comics. And now Dark Horse, which Marvel stole. <laughs> well, right they did. took back <laughs> from, Dark, from, from Dark Horse because Marvel originally had the comic book properties. Looks like they reached some sort of deal again because now the art of Star Wars Rebels is getting put out through Dark Horse. It's uh, $40. It's a making of book. It's thick. I want it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I wanted it immediately. Yep. Is it on Amazon? I'm curious. Because I want to pre-order it. I'll look. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's... um, those those making ofs books are really good. Uh, the art books are really good because you kind of see a lot of the thought process behind the creators. Um, it is available for pre-order uh, on October 1st it comes out. So we got a while, but it is available for pre-order through uh, Amazon. So there you go. That's great. I love those books. Chris, what time is it? It's the time to pursue some plastic. All right, toy fans. Uh, Mezco uh, put out the Warriors four-pack over the weekend on Saturday in honor of the 40th anniversary of the Warriors. Um, So I hope this does well. I hope they didn't make too many because I don't want them to get discouraged from making these kind of four packs. Uh, we still haven't seen Ghostbusters yet, so that's kind of down the road. But we'll see how this sells. Uh, I know that Ghostbusters isn't really sold out on many sites either, so I don't know how these these big things are going are gonna to do. What do you think? I'm not buying this one. I don't care about the Warriors. No. You know, I didn't grow up with it. I watched it. I didn't think it was that good of a movie. Um I'm shocked when I see like that they're still in pop culture <laughs> and like that a company like Mezco decides to put it out when they could do like fantastic four 
You know what I mean? Like something that's guaranteed, Justice League dark. Like give me something that you know you're going to make money on. Uh, the only reason anybody is buying this is 1% of the people who actually are Warriors fans and then 99% of the stalkers who are scalpers who are buying this to resell it to that 1%. That is it. That is the only reason that this is even going to sell anything because it's stupid. Is it a direct? Or did they put, is it a direct exclusive? I, never, I, I didn't even look. I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. All I'm saying yeah. is it's stupid and I don't care. Yep. So. Hey, the more they make this kind of stuff, the less, the less I'm spending anyhow. So yeah, that's, I'm fine uh, with that. better for our wallets and our wives. I'm fine with that. That's right. <laughs> happy wives, happy lives. All right. Um, Mesco did announce uh, in the reveal number five uh, that they're going to be having a new line, brand new line. It's going to be called Five Points. Uh, it does mean five points of articulation in honor of old figures uh, of days gone by. But um, it's kind of interesting because they did pick two interest, uh, neat characters, including Birdman and um, what's his name from Scooby-Doo, the... Is that the monster guy? I forget. It's just like, yeah, it's like generic monster man. Yeah, it's like the monster man from Scooby Doo. Yeah. So, kind of, kind of an interesting choice of uh, characters out coming out of the gate. I'm sure there'll be more on display at Toy Fair. But, um, what do you think about this this new adventure for uh, Mesco? Do you know what size they are? No, I'm just curious. Like, no, I'm gonna say. No, they don't even—they don't have it in the release on their site. For the most part, I don't care about unarticulated figures. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of the end of what I have to say. <laughs> cool. I, you know, I love Scooby Doo, but they made some pretty good articulated figures through, uh, I think Hasbro or Mattel uh, a couple of years ago, and yeah. they're cool. There are two packs. They weren't yep. expensive. And they scratched my Scooby-Doo itch, um, other than the Lepin that I actually have to make that's sitting uh, in front of me. So I just, I don't know. Uh, Five-point articulated figures just doesn't do it for me. No. And I'd much have rather seen a Harvey Birdman uh, lawyer, whatever. Well, when, really, to go up or... with that space ghost. Right. That would be cool. Yeah, I don't like whatever I'm, you want. I'm to do. great with Hanna Barbera properties. Right. You obviously still have the license, so why aren't you making more 112 characters? Because people are begging for them. Yeah. So that's it. You know. All right. Undar. Do all that. Right. NECA and Scream Factor teaming up again, uh, this time for a Night of the Creeps set uh, with action figure and movie. I can't tell you how much I want this. When I when you look in my room and you see my Night of the Creeps poster signed by Fred Decker, um, I just recently showed my wife Night of the Creeps and she actually really liked it. And so you got the Tom Atkins figure, uh, thrill me, as you guys know. Um, and they did say that they're going to release new uh, behind the scenes or new featurettes to go along with it. So and a poster. I I just it's like seventy bucks. Uh, they sell it every time. Yeah, 
I'm just sad because I really shouldn't spend the money on it, but I do want it. Those are the things you should splurge on. <sighs> Screen yeah, Factory they, does does the best. They do they do the best releases. You know, I know this. I know. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so unfortunately, uh, Toys R Us is back. The rebranding as TRU Kids. Uh, from what I understand. This means that they'll they'll be carrying most of those off products and um, learning things that have nothing to do with what I collect. Uh, I do, okay. I just don't I don't care. <laughs> you should just stay dead um, and not even come back um, yeah. because I don't care about those products. You screwed over people. You screwed over the toy markets. So just just go back to the grave. I hope they don't get any of the original. Uh, licenses back. I don't know. It's hard to say because now that I say that out loud, I'm like, well, it would also be nice if some people got more toys out in the market and drove down the prices of toys. But anywho, yeah, you know, F you for going bankrupt and coming back and rebranding, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Welcome to America. Um, Coming to America. (laughs) (laughs) You got to change the name of this episode. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right our friends over at diamond select toys um have a huge announcement today they've purchased special assets select assets from gentle giant limited uh so that's that's cool man Uh, i just i love to see dst getting bigger yeah um this is cool this is really cool because They've been working with Gentle Giant for a long time. Um, I think the one thing that we don't think about as much is that Diamond Select is owned by Diamond Distributing. They have more money than anybody in the comic book industry. So it makes sense that they can go and do one of these huge acquisitions. It also makes sense that they can really have any property a la a Lego you know what I mean? Like they can get anything. So, uh, yeah, good. You know, it probably just means that we'll get even more sculpts and even more cool sculpts. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm behind it and in front of it, and I cannot wait to see what comes out of it. Yep. And just uh, anybody who's worried about the giant Gentle Giants Collector Club, uh, the Premium Guild, it will still continue to operate with exclusive items for members and reserved access to certain products. So cool. Um, yeah. DST has pledged to fulfill any outstanding exclusives and rewards to current members and to expand the club's scope going forward. So awesome. 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 Boom. And right. So uh, we, you know, tons of toy news coming up with toy fair uh, just, you know, this weekend. Uh, so you know, this is a big one right here, guys. Uh, McFarland Toys has acquired the DC license, the DC Comics license, along with Harry Potter. Yeah, um, this... Go on, sorry. Go uh, on. No, it's okay. It's huge. Uh, we knew that Mattel had just lost it recently. We heard that... Um, sp- what is that? Spin? I don't know what the heck that company was. Something... Some strange company had acquired the license. But as you know, DC license is pretty much... You know, a lot of people have it, um, just not as specific to making collectibles and action figures. So when Spin Masters got the, the license, I was kind of like, what is Spin Masters going to do with it? Um, they're, they're, 
what are they known for? This fact that McFarlane's taking over and making sta- uh, make statues and, and, and collector, collector figures and all that stuff. Um, this is great news. Great news. Yeah, this was um, huge, in my opinion, just because McFarlane was king in the 90s. King. You know, with those movie maniacs and Spawn and everything. And then he's consistently held on to some properties. Getting Walking Dead was huge. Yeah. But started art articulated. Then it, you know, with the four horsemen sculpting, uh, they were doing a really good job. Then they went off on their own. Um, with the movie maniacs, they were very articulated. And then things just started being in-action figures. So they were more like mini statues. And then... Actually, what's really changed things around is Fortnite. Those figures are fully articulated. Um, sculpting's really... I mean, sculpting... Sorry. Sculpting for McFarlane has always been number one compared to almost any other toy company doing six-inch scale. So to see what he's going to do, to see a Jim Lee, a la Jim Lee-style Superman, you know what I mean? That's. Uh, I guess it's the multiverse line. It's not... DC collectibles line. But, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, just to see some of these guys actually get a good treatment and for a good price point, they will be 10 bucks probably as opposed to 15 or whatever. So um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see what he does with it and uh, more power to, to McFarlane and Harry Potter because those toys have sucked ass since the movies have come out uh, almost 20 years ago. So uh, whoever was doing those, maybe it was Mattel, uh, might have been doing those too. Like they sucked. So I'm actually very excited to see what he does with Harry Potter uh, because I'll probably be buying them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's it's the exciting time. Uh, we'll have a lot more toy news for you guys coming up in the next week or so after Toy Fair. So get ready for that. And uh, Casey, where can you find us? Oh my gosh, we're everywhere. We're definitely at don'tforgetatowel.com, the only place to travel geekly, as well as on all the socials at DFA Towel, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, dominoes.com. We will be there. We won't deliver your pizza, but we'll take your order. And um, yeah, so this is Casey saying, read the comics that these things are based off of people. That's right. That's right. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.